0: Chuck and Julie bringing you the truth, straight up.
1: I'm Julie Haynes,
2: an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage, as parents for over ten years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment, live, local, and interactive everyone's voice
3: is always welcome
2: on the chuck and julie show
3: well it's a beautiful july day welcome everyone to the chuck and julie grassroots show truth straight up brought to you
1: by the truth straight up and it's brought to you by mountain west wellness advanced acupuncture and chinese medicine along with happytrees.co and yeah happy day before fourth of july everybody um, i'm gonna talk about france i'm gonna talk about trump's um triumphant rally and pick in Pickin, south carolina but wanted to start off with i would say some tri- a triumph here in colorado um the uh, republican party the new leadership there but dave um, williams the secretary or the treasurer, of God, the vice chair, Anna Ferguson, um, uh, are all kind of fighting back against she's winding the secretary. She's the secretary. I know I get it. Well, she should be. The, no, I'm kidding. Um, I'm just promoted her. Um oh, okay. the secretary. Thank you, Chuck. Um, too much caffeine, the um, of the Colorado Republican Party have been taking a stand um and calling people out, calling rhinos out, calling out traitorous Republicans, kind of like the crowd in Pitkins did where <laughs> Lindsey Graham. Um, and I'm gonna let Chuck sort of start because we're waiting for Anna to get on, and I see you've got some other people I know who are very ingo- involved in grassroots efforts like this. But it all started when so there was this out of control trans legislator in Montana who the, the Montana legislature said, "Okay, you're causing too much problem. You're causing riots. Causing all these problems. So you can join us on Zoom. You can't come." Um, and so the Colorado for the, De- the for the rest of the session. So the Colorado Democrats outraged by this, of course, were outraged, and they were sending a letter uh, you know, written
3: by our very own transgender. Uh, Democratic legislature. Uh, exactly. And and it, it just accused the Republicans in Montana of being bigots and anti LGBT two and and uh, yeah. horrible the world's people. And of course, they, they got four Republicans, two in the legislature, two outside of it to sign on to say there's a bipartisan response. Right. Um, so you I wrote I wrote a resolution at the urging of others. Um, condemning them, well, not condemning them, admonishing them. was going to admonishing them, them. Gonna, admonishing them um, not to believe democratic lies and propaganda, and not to put out statements with your name on it um, which promote Democrats uh, and their causes. Right, um, and of course,
1: well, the state party, the executive committee, the majority of them voted in favor
3: overwhelmingly.
1: Now Overwhelming. you can imagine from the little, from the Colorado rhinos, the political class, the consultant class, the usual gnashing of teeth, and oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. You know, Now, the old Republican Party in Colorado was, oh, we are sorry. They would have issued an apology. They would have held a news conference and and said, oh, my God, we're, we're so sorry, we're so sorry. Not the new Republican Party in Colorado. This great letter, and I think we have Anna with us by the Secretary, Anna Ferguson, sent it out. I got this in my email this morning, and she says, as the Colorado GOP Secretary, duty requires I respond to the misleading comments from those angered that the Colorado GOP chair and the majority of the state executive committee passed a resolution to censor the four. Full- censure the four elected appointed representatives of the Republican Party for their serious lapse in judgment. She says we must shine a light on those within our party who are not working in our best interests. She said these people need to be called out for their lack of judgment and she notes that the Republican voters and those who left the, repart- the party due to its lack of courage and principles should know from here going forward the party will always call out bad judgment and dereliction of duty. Um, and I think we have Anna with us. Um, Anna, I yep, saw I'm right here. Oh, we right. saw this letter, and they went to check. i like, "Oh my God, this is this is a miracle!" I mean, I just love what you say. They don't get it. A Republican platform and principles have been for ignored for too long. That's what's costing us elections. Platform and principles will not be ignored any longer. So, yay! yay. You, Anna, can you talk about what is the main thing you want Republicans, the uh, whiny rhinos, the consultant class, uh, that you want everybody to know?
4: Well, I mean, obviously, we're not going to stand by and just let them continue to do it. I mean, this is, you know, they tried to put it under the guise of of free speech, which is, you know, had nothing to do with free speech. There was, you know, it it, it had to do with the fact that they actually signed on with Democrats to go against other Republicans. And then they, you know, they turn around and say that we're, we're wrongfully going against other Republicans, which is just simply not true um, we're not wrong in this instance. Um, uh, they're the ones that are just gaslighting everybody, whether it's the Republicans or the Democrats. And, you know, I'm not going to stand by and just let it happen anymore. And neither is Dave, obviously you've seen what, you know, he's been putting out as well. Um, and, uh, you know, listen, when, when we ran, uh, you know, to, to take over as the GOP leadership, there were several objectives ob- Objectives I had in mind, and one of them was exposing other Republicans as well as Democrats. You know, you just have to put it all out there. It's a, Everybody is thinking, you know, let's just worry about the Democrats, worry about winning elections. There's more to this picture, you know. If the establishment Republicans are going to constantly, um, you know, make us look like the bad guys and we're the ones that are doing everything wrong and that they're, you know, we, we're not crossing, you know, the aisle and, and you know, working right. with other people, I mean, it's... It, I mean, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're Republicans. We're not we're not independents. We're not Democrats. We're Republicans. And that's what we have to stand by and require of everybody else that is Republican to do the same.
1: I agree, and, and I know that we've got several grassroots folks on here. So I want to say to anybody on Zoom, if you want to go ahead and chime in, just unmute your microphone and and go ahead and chime in. Well, Anna, and you're absolutely right. Number one, the Democrats have counted for too long on trying to shame us and silence us by saying, "Oh, we're not nice people," or "You're being a bully." And they
3: use Republicans to do
1: it. And they use Republicans to do it. And and well, it's see a-
3: these nice Republicans here, they hate you too, you know. So we all hate you.
1: And. And, and I just think it is so, and, and I'm going to say this too, because I imagine that you and Dave have taken no small amount of flack for this. Um, and so I applaud your courage, but also just your, you know, just you, and this is just you, and I know you, you know, just your willingness to call it like it is and say, no, we're not going to sit here and let you condemn us for doing the right thing.
3: Well, here's the pro- right. problem is that the rhinos have been able to hide in plain sight for way too long and they're never pointed out. And right. the only one thing I regret about uh, about the whole process is that we have a 20-plus person executive committee um, and we didn't take a individual roll call vote. Um, so they get to hide again uh, behind that yeah. because there are various people, including that in the state house leadership, um, were against this resolution um, yeah. and some yeah. others from the Independence Institute and else were against it. And that's fine. They get to do whatever they want, but we can no longer have these anonymous votes right. and hiding behind let let the people see what you stand for and if they like it they like it if they don't they don't but to constantly just hide behind um facades of a majority or a big no no we've got we've got to have people called out uh, you know i sponsored the mm-hmm. resolution my name was behind it uh, the fact that we didn't have it is really sad because i think once again that's a trick of of the establishment they they try to hide behind everything, and they can come out and, and to their friends go. I voted against it and hated it and everything else, and everybody else go. Well, as a voice vote, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I well,
1: and Anna, just some comments. It's from from Charlene. Shine a light. rile up the rhinos. Too long we've gone along with leftist ideology. Clean up your own house first. Yay, Anna. Well, and I and you're right, That's Anna. Right. And, well, okay. Just, okay. Oh, Charlene's got her hand raised. Charlene, go ahead and chime in here. Oh, well, it's just so funny you're saying that because I was just reading something yesterday. It says, professing conservatives do so to be liked by increasingly progressive cultures so that they might appear to be easygoing, loving, reasonable peacemakers. They are willing to compromise in small ways in the hopes of winning in big ways to the end. But the truth is they won't stand on, uh, they say, I'm not going to die on that hill. And the truth is, is they won't stand on any hill. They just want right. to go along, and it's time that we not compromise our principles any longer. And and well, and I'm so happy, Chuck, you wrote that resolution, and that the party is standing with you. So I just want to say congratulations to, well, to both of y'all. Well, well if, yeah. if
3: you can't stand up to to uh, having children,
1: pedophilia, yeah, exactly, generally
3: <laughs> mutilated, uh, what can you stand <laughs> what up? For? Well, you. What is there left <laughs> in, uh, under the under? And, and what I was amazing about this, because one of the state legislators said he did it for free speech because when he was down there, uh, the last session, uh, they passed uh, HH and they cut off all debate. So his response is to sign on with them. The same people who cut off all of his, oh, uh, huh. and, and stand <laughs> right. with him. that'll show them. And th- in fact, yes. that's what, what yeah. somebody else argued. See, we can show them now that uh, we're reasonable <laughs> because thing.
1: It, yeah, it is a stupid thing. <laughs> hey, Charlene, thank you so much. Um, uh-huh. And and again, I know like there's some other people on there too. If you want to comment, well, and I think Anna, here's the thing: they have for they have for so long number one, counted on being able to shut us up. And so, and the, the grassroots, I think, are taking Colorado and not just Colorado, but other places by storm. I mean, we'll get into the Pitkin, South Carolina thing here in a second with the Trump rally. Um, And not only that, but we see now how they try to say, oh, you're a bully. You need to be nice. You need to be this. And then we've seen the establishment and the consultant class who all make money off of this telling us, oh, you have to shut up. You have to apologize. So, But then
3: they'll tell you that, you know, we're true conservatives and they believe in nothing. They
1: believe believe in absolutely
3: nothing. If you don't believe that your children should be mutilated, then what do you believe? Right. I mean, what's left?
1: And
4: basically all they say is just, you know, um, we need to let that stuff go. We need to just worry about, uh, you know, winning elections. We need to worry about fighting against the Democrats. Well, you know what? There's enough time in the day to fight it all. You you can't just you can't just do part of it and not all of it, because the establishment is a huge part in the reason why we haven't won. We've done nothing but gone down in the last couple of uh, election cycles. So, you know, if we don't address them, you know, we're we're not going to get anywhere. You have to address the whole, exactly. as a whole, and the establishments exactly. are a huge part of that whole,
3: and and, 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 they, and they have their own. Way of hiding in plain sight. I mean, they just
1: the media is is you know totally. I mean, you know, so the your Colorado politics, the Denver Mm -hmm. Post, they're going like, oh, you mean you see all the other throws? Oh, the good Williams and the bad Williams. Well, now I thought they meant okay, Wayne Williams, bad Williams, Dave Williams, good Williams. No, (laughs) no, Wayne Wayne Williams (laughs) who gave us our gold standard election and Dominion voting systems. He's the good Williams. Is there somebody else? I don't have my glasses on, but did somebody else want to pipe up there?
0: It, no. It's funny it's funny if they're calling Wayne Williams the good Williams because if you come to El Paso County uh, uh he's he's not he, even the establishment is uh started to walk away from him. You know that video he made with uh Jenna Griswold did not right. go over well and and then after he uh he lost the mayoral election, he made another video with uh Yemi, you know, socialist Yemi and they're they're yeah. getting ice cream together wearing matching t-shirts. There you go. So even even the uh, the establishment down here can't really uh, find good things to say about about Wayne anymore. But um, I know Anna had mentioned, you know, catching flack that they're 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 attacking other Republicans. And I know there was at least two articles that uh, essentially admonished and condemned, uh, you know, Chuck and and Dave's uh, resolution here as, you know, violating Reagan's 11th commandment uh, uh, yet uh you know larry liston th- and the rhinos are the worst offenders
5: right of
1: right
0: the, the 11th this so-called 11th 11th commandment and i have a lot more to say about the 11th commandment but
3: <laughs> well it's a one-way commandment they, they, right. they can attack everybody 100 yes. percent
0: and 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 it was never meant to def- to uh defend excuse or cover up uh corruption fraud uh, dereliction. I, I, that's not how that's supposed to work. Uh, but right. it, Larry Liston came out, uh, wrote a, a letter to the editor. It might have been a, a special editorial in the uh, in the Colorado Springs Gazette, essentially uh, urging Republicans to not nominate Donald Trump, that he and Joe Biden are the worst possible nominations for the 2024 election possible, and that the, uh, you know, the Republican Party has so many better candidates to choose from besides Donald Trump. So, you know, yeah. como se dice 11th commandment, you know, yeah. Larry, <laughs> but you know, it's, it only applies, it only applies to us when we are attacking them. Exactly. And they are absolutely deserving of being attacked. And I applaud Anna and hope to join that team very soon and commence attacking even more.
1: Anymore, right? and I see we've got Ron Hanks
4: we now too. Did, we hope you join the team too, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So we got so Ron Hanks,
5: That
1: and Ron, if you want to go ahead and go ahead and unmute yourself, and you can comment.
6: Yeah, um, well, hello, Julie. I really appreciated your question to Anna regarding, you know, uh, what's the point of this letter, and uh, you know, she answered it well. But I think it's worth reiterating. Uh, we're not going to convince a single rhino that their behavior is bad. No. Uh, we're not. All of these consultant class, uh, you know, the Dick Wadman and all these other guys out there that are, uh, you know, just talking, barking at the passing vehicles and any left-wing media that they can get, uh, they're not coming our way. But but the letter is important, and I really appreciated it because I think we've lost – Republican voters by the thousands. Why would you stay a member of this party when it does nothing for you except ask for money and uh, fill up your your inbox? Um, they need to know that people are fighting. Anna's fighting. Dave Williams is fighting. Todd Watkins will fight when we get him there. You know, and that's that's a remarkable team. And I'll stop after this, but you know, um, I don't fully know. The reason that the current vice chair resigned, but I do believe it had something to do with that censure of those four Republicans and I just want to make the case that uh, well and the individuals running for uh, for political office yeah. but uh, this is going to cost the party a lot of money. This resignation that came up is now a big expense and a waste of time that could be used on other things so I do hope that we get a good, solid conservative like Todd Watkins in the vice chair position. So thank you.
1: Okay, thank, no, you, thank you, Ron. And I think I heard Peg Cage. Peg, did you want to weigh in on this too? Peg I Cage with MyColoradoGOP.org.
5: My Colorado GOP. Hey, um, yeah, I would love to weigh in, in on this. I am so proud of Anna and and Dave for standing up and finally... And Chuck Chuck is pointing at himself too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and that man who put in the uh, the resolution—Who would have thought of doing that a year ago? Oh my gosh, nobody. Can you see? Stand up. Can you see if somebody had said to Christy Burton-Brown, Christy
1: Burton-Brown, I want to do this. She'd be like, well, first, let me call Phil Anschutz and see what he has to say about it. Then I have to call Dick Wadams and Eric Eric Sonderman. I'm going to call Kyle Clark. Well, actually, she doesn't like Kyle Clark. But you're (laughs) right. And, you know, and
5: then and then she
1: would have apologized for it all.
5: I think so. So what a dynamic team we've got. What Dave and Anna are doing just with the cleanup. Just with the clean out, it's so powerful. And if people could see behind the scenes what's happening at the GOP and and the executive committee with with uh, Chuck and Ben and Dave and Anna and all these great people on there. Uh, Steve Brown from out in Holyoke. That, what a great team you've got on that executive committee for a change. This is great. But- I was
3: on the executive committee before when christy burton brown
5: was heading i'm sorry
3: Uh, yeah it was and and my first resolution died for lack of a second (laughs) Uh, this is a much better group
5: i was i was on the executive committee under hayes and um and ken buck and we never worked. I mean, we heard whining stories about all these conservatives doing good things and how they should be censured. But other than that, we didn't work. You had all these people from all over the state together and they did nothing. Right. So I'm so proud of you guys.
1: But And this is just the beginning, you know, Um. Yes. um this is from Charlie, or from Anna. She's saying hundred percent, Ron. She knew she was, this is about Lisa. Uh, not Lisa um, Priscilla Ron. Um, right. She knew she was going to run for office in Douglas County, yet ran for vice chair, knowing she'd have to resign not long after that, for, uh, costing us a lot of time and money. From Charlene, you, and, which is true, Charlene, you won't convince any existing rhinos, but bring in new blood. I never trusted the establishment VP Priscilla. She was always straddling the fence. Um, and I, I'm assuming now, Todd and Anna, that we'll make, take a brief moment to. I, I'm assuming Todd that you are now going to be seeking the vice chair position. Is that right? Which Anna, I mistakenly gave to you at the beginning. of the show, but but trucker back to me. And so, is that Todd? Is that what's going on here? You're going to seek the vice chair?
0: Yes, uh, Anna and Peg have coerced me into. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, you um, For for I for the record, I am the vice chairman in El Paso County. So we've, I I have been uh, involved in a lot of this. You know, from from that. Level right, and how does level.
1: and and we'll get back to the latter because I don't I don't want to get way too long, but just for folks who are disinterested, how does that work? How how I, I mean, just, how do they hold the? How do they select the new vice chair?
0: So the uh, state central committee acts as the vacancy committee. So the entire body, and uh, I I think I count about four hundred fifteen voting members of the state central committee would then you know convene at uh, a a. Uh, I think we it's if if I'm if I'm correct in counting the days since uh, Priscilla resigned. Well, let's uh, really count the days.
4: The The date is going to be August 5th,
0: August 5th. <laughs> I was going to say, I know, it ha- I know it has to be done by August 9th in, in order to to comply with the bylaws. So so the the, the whole body will will convene and vote. It'd be just like uh, the central committee meeting in March where Anna okay. and uh, and. Dave, we're elected. So same same process, just uh, it's a special meeting for that express purpose.
1: Okay. All right. Well, good luck. Good luck to you. Good luck. Yeah. Well, and then, and Anna, just... um you know, uh, Dave also last week, and this was Dave put out another email um, talking about the whole Pride Month thing, and once again pushing back and saying, you know, that I, I think like Megan Kelly said, it has gone too far. When you have grown men naked riding their bicycles on a parade in front of children and going up and displaying themselves, you know, there was some, I know some commentator was like called the sheriff and said, well, is, isn't that against the law? Isn't that, <laughs> that like public indecency? And they said, well, not during a Pride parade. <laughs> um, You yeah. know, and thank goodness for dave for calling that out too because all that is is that's grooming right that's what they count on that's getting young children used to see seeing strange men naked and then we tell the children oh if you complain about that you're a bad person right what happened to the naked grown man sexually gratifying himself with that child what happened to that being wrong and what on earth is wrong with rhino republicans who would call out other republicans who call out that kind of pedophilia grooming
4: Exactly, a hundred percent. I mean, it, it, it's just insane. I, I could never have imagined this when I was raising my children. You know, in the eighties and nineties, if this ever happened, I would be—I would be like friggin'. It wouldn't happen. Put it that way. It right. would. I would be knocking it down every step of the way. It just wouldn't. I wouldn't be putting up with that right. at all. And we should and, now.
1: And, exactly, and you gotta wonder what is the motive. Of these, re- the de- Republicans who sign on for these horrible Democrat agendas, like like you know, like you said, the Democrats they're, they're out to destroy us anyway. Well will uh, destroy
3: them. They I mean, it,
4: they, well, they're thinking that they're going to get some kind of favor in in, in uh, return by yeah, doing this. And They never get. They never the get. Democrats the Democrats are never going to do any favors for any of us no. ever. It's not going to happen.
1: Okay, and Ron, you raised your hand again. Go ahead.
6: Yes, ma'am. I just wanted to mention, you know, Anna put in her letter a uh, a link to the story of uh, Miss Erin Lee and her child. Uh, she was Erin uh, Lee was at the Capitol yes. lunch for the uh, GOP this last week. And I, I'll be candid. I did not know the depth of the depravity and the problem she was having with her child uh, being basically groomed and invited into an after-school group that uh, put her child at, at grave danger. And that's really what Dave and Anna and the team is fighting against, is that kind of grooming. And for Brianna Tatone, her, herself a uh, transgender, to come out and pretend that that the whole issue is about free speech and for four Republicans to fall for it is... It's uh, it's pretty disgusting. But I really the reason I raised my hand, Julie, was um, I would encourage people to learn about Erin Lee's story and the story of her daughter, yes. because it, it came close to mm-hmm. a to a real bad ending, as in suicide. And uh, right. it's
4: important. And this was to in a, it. Was story.
1: A- Puter School District is that yeah. right? We heard her speak too, well, and it is. Uh, yeah,
4: Puter yeah. uh, County, and um, and none of this was. They couldn't tell anything to the parents. It was all right. secret.
3: Well, what, right. what the mean, daughter asked yeah. was, you know, they she got a call from school saying, "Could I join an art group?"
1: Yeah, Yeah, we
3: do have to get her on. Her story is and, and she said, "Sure, art group, yeah, if that's well, what I I you, you enjoy." Like. So. And and of course, it was just a grooming group. Um,
4: And it could be happening to to children right now that are like people on this call. Their kids could be actually in these groups right now and not even know about it.
1: Right. Well, and here's the thing. The pedophile years ago, you know, and now we're going back. 20 years ago now, um, when I was working at the TV station, we did a series of reports and on and off through the years about pedophilia. And they have always raised the free speech issue. There's a, what's it, the National Association of Men Boy Lovers, right? I think they get to deliver that to prisons because at least at the time they did, because they said what well, was free speech, right? It was just, it was child porn is what it was, but it was free speech. And that has long been the tactic of the pedophilia group, right? Well, that it's, not it's the about-
3: tactic of the left. But until what, until they got i mean that's what that's what you know the aclu always said it was it was for free speech right until today in which they're totally against free speech if it comes from the right right um and so it's been a, a left-wing talking point for how long and then when it doesn't fit them then it's the time for the misinformation right. disinformation. Yeah, Andy, this is
1: what free speech looks like right this is what free speech looks like but you're not supposed to do that i mean I, I don't know it's only been out for maybe a couple of hours, but I imagine you've been there long enough to know that you'll probably once yeah. again get oh, attacked yeah. don't you oh, think sure
4: absolutely uh probably i haven't um I haven't gotten any um bad messages yet but i actually haven't looked so i have to see that <laughs> that's a good idea <laughs> that, that saves you the trouble well um. i haven't had a chance to look yet today i wish i i was able to get on to see uh what kind of a feedback i was getting because it, it's going to a different email it's not coming to me so we'll see um and i'll report to you what what i find yeah, out
1: yeah, let me let us know because I think what you Hello. say is so good that it's it's not Donald Trump that's chasing the, and again, you just look at the rallies, he's not chasing Republicans away from the party. It is the when the Rhino establishment people, they're the ones with the, like you said, the lack of principles, the lack of a platform, they're the ones making people say, why should I bother? And and hopefully, if you know if anyone's out there listening, um, and and you know, is one of those persons who said, I just can't take it. I've had it with the Republican Party. I hope you take a look at the new leadership at the Colorado Republican Party? Because I think you guys, and I'm not just saying this, I think you guys are working hard to make a difference and I think you're going to make a big difference.
3: Well, you know, I sure, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, as far as a party goes, it's worthless if it stands for nothing. It, it's, it's worthless. I mean, there's no point to being it. Um, right. And so when they say you can't point out Republicans who are really for child mutilation, you kind of go, well, okay. <laughs> then, then if we can't win, then we can't. That's okay. I'd rather have a party that stands for something yeah. than one stands for nothing. If it stands 100%. for nothing, you must the Democrats.
4: I agree. Totally. And and that's right. what we're going to do. I mean, good or bad, however people, you know, accept us or don't accept us, I don't care at this point because we just have to do it. It has to be done. We don't have a choice. We can't just keep going along.
1: No. It's you know, not like not we've been winning anyway. Yeah, we have. It's not like we've been winning. But, but That's else. perfect. Right, that's right. Sonny,
3: exactly. Sonny Liston, not Sonny Liston. Larry Liston. Larry Liston. Sonny was a fighter, but <laughs> Larry Liston. I mean, yeah, there are lots of great candidates. Who are they?
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, Nick Haley? No, uh, my
1: pants. My, my pants. pants.
3: Oh, so, yeah. And there's a whole group of those in the state legislature um, who, who really stand for nothing. And, and, why, and they're the leadership. <laughs> they're the leadership in the House and Senate. Um, so I think this is this is just beginning because I think we do have to have it out saying, we'll we'll reveal who we are and you reveal who you are. And then people get to decide what they want. Um, exactly. now, that's much better than our always hiding, always afraid, right. always going of go. Oh, we got to get a big tent. Uh, you know, we, we don't want the big tent with pedophiles.
1: No, they can and, go to the other tent.
3: They can go to the, <laughs> yeah, the, the other tent. I mean, uh, what did Mike Pence say that uh, there's no room? For people in the Republican Party who don't support the Ukraine war? Well, well, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah Mike, right. But while well, wow, we're excluding people.
1: <laughs> Maybe there's a... Hey, listen, Anna, I know you have a million things going on. So I just, again, this... I saw the letter and I called you short notice and you said, sure, I can do it. So I want to well, thank you. Well, congratulations
3: on the letter. And, and uh, I, I think, you know, your, your strategy of not looking at, at the response is a good one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> i'll get to thank it though but i'll let you know what i am yeah, hear I thank you so much guys
1: thank you, okay, take thank you. Care. Take um, care. and let me read some of the comments okay all right bye-bye from charlene speak now against pedophilia or forever hold your peace from Jacob. marijuana is a gateway drug to heroin pride behavior is a gateway dug to human gateway to human grooming exactly um from charlene we see through all the pedophilia grooming and silence is consent um Peg agrees with you. And then from Jim, sexual exploitation of any type toward children should be prosecuted to the fullest extent possible, grooming included. Yeah, exactly. And so you know, it's it, it's ridiculous that those Republicans signed on to Well, the- I
3: understand that and I haven't let me but the KB was gonna meet with one or two legislators that give moral support. Um. Yeah. Come on out, KBB.
1: Yeah. Show who you are. People who are doing this again, particularly on this issue, I could see people might agree or disagree about Ukraine, right? But how somebody can be? Oh, yeah. Pedophilia is okay. And one of these days, and Chuck doesn't want to, and we're gonna. I'll do a show on. I I don't think people understand because it just is so foreign to most people's nature. What exactly goes on?
3: My pet is. KBB is having a town hall with Representative Weinberg. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there you go. Well, that that shows where she's at. I mean, you know, and we might as well have it out. I
1: mean, that, that's right. And so these guys, you know, again... The old Republican Party in Colorado would have just been silent or it gone along at worst and at best just been silent. But I just applaud this new leadership and you um, for just you know speaking out and saying, nope, not going to put up with this anymore. And, you know, kind of moving on, I think that it's going to work because people see stuff. So Donald Trump was in Pickens, South Carolina, a small town, um, and some 50, actually his campaign is estimating 75,000. The police there estimate at least 50,000 plus people showed up in this teeny town to hear Donald Trump speak. So yeah, who's the better candidate? you know who who else has drawn 50,000 people? We've got Ron DeSantis standing up at that rodeo where even the people sitting next to him weren't listening to him, right? Um, But then Lindsey Graham got up um, and and even though you know he was invited, obviously there shared the stage with Donald Trump, um, he did not get a warm reception. Even though we mentioned he was born just 15 miles down the road, Thomas, if we could please play the Graham booed video, listen to his reception from the crowd there.
7: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome United States Senator Lindsey Graham.
6: Thank y'all for coming. Thank you very much. Thank you. The guys
1: got the thumbs down.
6: <laughs> Thank
1: y'all. <laughs> slipping them off.
6: <laughs> Thank you all for coming. Thank you very very much. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks, so much.
1: you All know those people are him with their thumbs no.
0: <laughs> Well, you want to find something in common?
6: All right. Thank y'all. Thank you all
1: very much. Welcome to Pickett County. A little bit about this. And so that went on apparently for like six minutes or so, right? It's going Mm -hmm. to be kind of embarrassing for Lindsey Graham. Everyone just booing. Well, you were
3: wondering why Lindsey Graham is the senator from South Carolina. I tried to tell you it's the open primary. They have an open primary in which all the Democrats come over and vote for Lindsey Graham, uh, and then Republicans are left with that as their nominee, and either that, like that, or a far-left Democrat.
1: Thank you, open um, primaries. Uh,
3: yeah, thank you, open primaries. And that's what a, a open primaries get you, gets the Lindsey Graham.
1: Right, and I agree with Charlene. Charlene says, you know, I agree with booing. You can cheer, you can boo. See, and guys, that's the thing. For a long time, we were supposed to be the polite Republicans and we wanted to boo somebody no matter how awful they were. When well, people just are, people, people realize now that they've been walking all over us, destroying our country, you know, trying to destroy our children and take our children. And people are like, not going to take it anymore because here's why people were booing Lindsey Graham is up there buddy-buddy with Donald Trump right now. And and Donald Trump, I'm sure, was kind of like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you know. And Donald Trump, I think, has said, I need Lindsey Graham. Um, so I, I get all that. But I want to play you, somebody put together a little montage. This is why Lindsey Graham, he's a traitor, right? And people, he thinks somehow we can get up there on that stage and nobody remembers that. Right. But people remember. So if we could please play the Graham traitor soundbite, Thomas. I want to talk to
0: the Trump supporters for a minute. I don't know who you are, and I don't know why you like this guy. He's going to take all the problems of the world and put them in a box and make your life better. That's what he's selling. Here's what you're buying. He's a race baby, xenophobic religious vigor. And you know how you make America great again? Tell Donald Trump to go to hell. I think his campaign is opportunistic, race-baiting, religious bigotry, xenophobia. Other than that, he'd be a good nominee. I haven't spent any time on the Clinton email investigation. And I don't want to try her. Can you imagine what it'd be like to go back and try your political opponent? If you can't admire Joe Biden as a person, that's probably, you got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> he is as good a man as God ever created.
1: That's Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a good man. So somehow or another, these politicians think that they can do that. They can say all that kind of stuff. And we're just going to forget, or at least be polite and then vote for them, right? And I think-
3: Well, he's always had a lot of people hated him in South Carolina, but it's, uh, Jim Jackson says, quite an accomplishment to get 50,000 people to boo you. (laughs) 50,000 people to boo you in the county you were born in. (laughs) That's
1: right. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And from Charlene, Christians think it's impolite to view, would rather keep silent and have um, others view and others view it as consent. Begs the question why Trump invited him. Yeah, I think he invited Marjorie Taylor Greene too, um, who's from Kentucky, but uh, geographically, I guess they're close i'm yeah, not sure they have southern accents. Close. yeah i mean here's the thing i would say that too charlie to donald trump if you think lindsey graham is gonna i mean he supported him on some of the court stuff but but lindsey graham is not a friend um well he's
3: he's what he is and he'll yeah. shift and change but i mean trump doesn't have a lot of people who support him in this so
1: right right but it is interesting though he got fifty thousand people isn't tim scott and who is Nikki Haley mm-hmm. from? You got to mm-hmm. wonder. will they get fifty thousand people at their rallies. You know, well, like you,
3: they can go to a town of fifty thousand people. They go to <laughs> yeah, a town of
1: fifty thousand people, and count that.
3: Charleston or something.
1: So that's just what's going on there. And and again, I think it all kind of ties in together. You got to speak the truth. I mean, that's what we say: truth straight up. Um, and people appreciate that. And like you said, they maybe they don't agree with you, but at least they know what the Republican Party stands for. And you got Lindsey Graham up there. All you know is it stands for whatever's good well, for he's Lindsey Graham. Well,
3: sta- he's, he's a warmonger. I mean, right. he and John can run right around the world, Syria, Ukraine, everywhere else, promoting wars, 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 wars. Um, and that's who he is. If, if there's one thing consistent with Lindsey Graham... It's support of the military-industrial complex. He is consistent on that okay. case.
1: Here's from Anna. This could be, I thought about this, Anna. Trump probably invited Graham because he knew that's what the response would be. <laughs> and then Chalene says, exactly, Anna, what was I thinking? Um, Trump's way of everyone else seeing what the truth is. There could be some truth to that because you got to know that Trump didn't really mind that. Trump was like, oh, I'm oh. so sorry." But again, think about the idiocy of Lindsey Graham. I bet he doesn't go back, right? I mean, Lindsey Graham, the arrogance to thinks he, he can will. lie to us, and she, well I guess maybe you're right maybe at this well, point he doesn't even care he doesn't. Um, but you want to talk about France a little bit sure. talk about people seeing through the truth so I um, there's been what six nights of rioting in France now uh-huh. ba- basically because the police are racist and it's to liberate people for justice is what, what the deal is um, what well, do you think?
3: Yeah that's that's absolutely true it's it's refreshing to see the youth of, of France the
1: mostly peaceful protests they're mostly
3: peaceful protests <laughs> Who've melded in beautifully. Uh, this, these are second and third generation Moroccan, African, Arab uh, children, and they're, they they love the freedom they have in the West, and they're thrilled with their their situation. And they are able to do that by liberating local places in, in France, local, uh, liberating stores, <laughs> restaurants, <laughs> buildings. <some> tra- <laughs> yeah,
1: liberating all the designer handbags. Yeah, yes. Liberating Apple iPhones. So it's largely then the bottom line is is what's happened here is um France has the largest Muslim population in Europe. Um and for years they've been inviting these people in, they send them into what basically are ghettos, really. But nobody has to work because they have all of the social reform and so they get everything for free. And so you've got a whole bunch of young men, basically, and women, I think too, but with with nothing to do all day. And they hate France, they hate the country. And you know, while Macron is busy at an Elton John concert, his country. Is burning the cops. They went from just having 7,000 cops, they brought in 45,000 cops, cops to deal with this situation in France. I mean, thousands of buildings burned and destroyed. I mean, they make our Black Lives Matter people look like hammer. This
3: is a good one. I want to talk about France, Julie? Yeah, you're lucky you're married to Chuck. That line wouldn't get you a second date. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, we're talking about France, uh, but 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 I wanted though again to talk a little bit about that because if you um, were to watch the mainstream media, if they're covering it all about France, it is sort of like mostly peaceful protests and and isn't beautiful and it's social justice because a police shot um, and killed an unarmed Algerian Muslim seventeen year old who was, by the way, trying to run over them in his car. Never mind about I, I don't that. Know
6: if that's true.
3: But
1: it well, at least some reports say that that that's was true.
3: What police said, I don't think it's true. But-
1: Well, okay, but that's what the police said. At any rate, yes, should they have shot the guy? No, No. but is that a reason to destroy your country? I would also say no. And I want to play this first bite. is interesting. This is from, and you are familiar with it. It was a speech 55 years ago made by Enoch Powell, who was a British um, in British Parliament, right? Yeah,
3: Conservative.
1: Uh, Right, and and, and he made this speech in in London, which has
0: Birmingham,
1: Birmingham, okay, and it's called "Rivers of Blood." And this is an excerpt of it. And basically, he just predicted this whole thing. If we could please. Please play the rivers of blood soundbite
8: what he is saying thousands and hundreds of thousands are saying and thinking not throughout great britain perhaps but in the areas that are already undergoing the total transformation to which there is no parallel in a thousand years of english history those whom the gods wish to destroy they first make mad we must be mad, literally mad, as a nation, to be permitting the annual inflow of some 50,000 dependents who are, for the most part, the material of the future growth of the immigrant descended population. It is like watching a nation busily engaged in heating up its own funeral pie. There are among the Commonwealth immigrants who have come to live here in the last 15 years or so, many thousands whose wish and purpose is to be integrated and whose every thought and endeavor is bent in that direction. But to imagine that such a thing enters the heads of a great and growing majority of immigrants and their descendants is a ludicrous misconception and a dangerous
1: one. are shooting up, France. Um, I think, did Ron raise his hand? Ron, did you have your hand raised? Nope. Okay, I thought that maybe that was from before. Well, I mean, and and that's the thing. It's you know when Tom Tancredo tried to call out the immigration policies of the United States, right? He was uh, you know labeled- well, that
3: speech is probably the most infamous speech ever. Um, he was castigated, as thrown out of the conservative uh, governing part, um, and it's to cite the rivers of blood speech is to is referring to Virgil's Aeneid when he talks about a Roman looking at the Tiber River, and it will be foaming with blood soon. Um, and he's a very erudite kind of person, uh, but he's been castigated for 55 years, and you're not allowed to bring up the rivers of Blood speech, except now, maybe 55 years later, you can. That was only considered Treehouse and other ones, but Enoch Powell's one, one of the most infamous parts about the speech he cited somebody else saying soon the black man will have the whip hand um over the white um and he was certainly uh wildly castigated for that of course today uh, london's mayor is a chic uh, muslim and the uh, prime minister of britain is a descendant from a pakistani family um, so he was right about who would be on top of the one, although what, the way he said it angered lots of people.
1: Well, yeah, and, and but but again, I think what's my where there is hope is, you know, we can now say these things, right? Because people but are he, like
3: No, you still can't do this. Well thing. we
1: just said it. You can say it. Well, the well,
3: wait, well, there's a reason why we're not on, on a terrestrial terrestrial radio anymore.
0: <laughs> um,
1: people are saying it, and people are seeing it, and you know that that the majority of people in France understand what's going on, right? And here's another one too. And this is a young person. This is the final song I'll play today. But this is a young person. He's a, a YouTuber by the name of Paul Watkins, and he he kind of he goes through. If you get a chance, check him out on YouTube. He goes through this whole thing where he makes fun of all the media who's saying it's they're liberating. They're they're liberating and. If for justice. And he shows them all looting and robbing things and stuff like that. Um, and then he says, here's the real truth, right? This is what's really going on that the media will never tell you. If you could please play the Paul Watkins soundbite.
7: IRL video game cosplay. What you're seeing is the utter failure of mass migration. What you're witnessing is second, third, fourth generation descendants of migrants who hate the country in which they live. The media called the Wagner event a coup. It's a child softball game in comparison. What do they call this? Even as their country teeters on the brink of outright civil war, thanks to their insistence on open borders and diversity, France still gets to be lectured about how racist it is. The BBC is still calling them protests and suggesting burning down the country is legitimate because some police might be racist. After watching her city be destroyed, a French leftist gets down on her knees and prays for the police not to be racist. <laughs> A statement from the French police union. Today the police are in combat for we are at war. Tomorrow we will enter resistance and the government should be aware of this. Zamor tried to warn them. Welbeck tried to warn them. Le Pen tried to warn them. And the French still voted for Macron. The next election is four years away. Yeah, good luck. I think you might have left it a bit too late, though. Because France is no longer France.
1: <sighs> um, So we'll see what happens in France, right? And we have... Well, yeah, well, hopefully, well, it's probably... There's
3: nothing to happen. They don't have... The the French presidency after De Gaulle in 68 made it incredibly strong. Um, and so Macron um, has control. He doesn't have a majority in the parliament anymore, but it doesn't matter. And nothing will change. No, well, they'll, except, except they'll have more massive immigration from...
1: Well, and it's still, and and again, and you wonder why is Joe Biden allowing having completely open borders here? Why yeah, is well, he letting criminals? Ina
3: Paul in in was talking about thirty thousand people. Can, oh, yeah, that's becoming,
1: yesterday, right?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean that's a year. We have millions a year. Um, thirty thousand, not even a day. Sometimes
1: that's right.
3: Um, and it's it's uh, it, you know, it, it is a destruction of France, and I'm not sure it is interesting. Finally, you know, Europe is sort of waking up. Uh, we're called the enemy anti-immigrant populist parties now control or part of a government in Sweden, Finland, um, Italy, they control it. Probably on July 23rd, uh, the French elections will will put Vox, which is the American party, into power along with the conservatives, um, Greece. Um, but the three biggest countries, Germany, France, and Britain, and Britain, you, you have C.C., you um, Sinach, and, and he's he, he tries to gaslight everybody. Says, Look, I've controlled, I I cut down by 10% last month the massive immigration, so I've done a success. Uh, but I'm not sure that they're convincing him yeah, with gaslighting.
1: It's like, hey, and we're getting close to the end here, so I thought I saw Mark Poff in the waiting room. Mark, are you there? I am. All right. Hey, I wanted to bring up, so Mark has, once again, we have another golf tournament on Wednesday, and Mark is graciously... Oh, why don't
3: you tell me we invited to the White House Is
1: invited. We don't want to. We were invited to the White House, it's and we said Trump. no.
3: We're, we're, we're meeting President <laughs> Trump. Yeah, we're <laughs> so we're not <laughs> right, well, oh, going to have go a golf tournament. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm doing something extremely
1: important, secretive, I can't tell you. So Mark has agreed to fill in. Mark, hey, what do you got coming up on Wednesday?
2: So Wednesday, I'm going to do a little section on comparing Hunter Biden to Al Capone. I think there's (laughs) some connections there that I can make to suggest that these cases are similar. But also I wanted to talk about um, the government having some secret software that they've been using to prosecute people. And then when you question them about it in court, the government's heads explode and they do whatever they can to argue. I've done this multiple times where I've argued we, we need a copy of the software to test it. And in reports, they won't even tell you what the software is. You have to push back on them saying, hey, we need to know what software you're using. And then the judge says, yeah, that makes sense. And the government's like, well, we really don't want to tell them.
1: Because it's super secret. So
2: they're super secret um, software. And And John and I are going to talk about some old cases that we've worked on where basically they charged individuals with very little evidence that we've been very successful on.
1: All right. Well, good. Yeah, you've told me a little bit about the secret software. That's pretty interesting and horrifying, really, that they're using it against. But there's a yeah, software- did
3: Al Capone get the same uh, tax uh, evasion uh, sentence that uh, Al Capone did. I mean, <laughs> geez, it seems Probably to be a little different. Be.
2: Well, there's there's a little difference, but I'm pretty sure they're both going to die because of a venereal disease. So maybe they'll have that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah true.
1: Al Capone. Did he did he try to write off his strippers and, uh-huh. and sex clubs? I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe. All right. Omar, well, he
2: probably learned you. from Al Capone. That's yeah. right.
1: That's right. Hey, thank you. We'll see you on Wednesday. Appreciate it.
2: All right. All
1: right. Bye-bye. Dogs are coming home. Dogs are coming home. So that's going to wrap it up for us today. Um, thank you to Anna and everybody who chimed in there and all the great comments um, on the on the Zoom chat. Um, and, you know, sometimes- Thanks,
3: Ron Hanks. Thank uh, all the Todd Watkins who's H- running H- for vice president of the party. So if you're an H- SEC H- member, uh, you Both. only want to consider voting for him.
1: That's right. That's right. Um, all of our stuff is up at chuckandjulie.com. One, and thank you to Thomas at BBS as well. Um, um, and to Mark for filling in everybody have a great 4th of July. I'll we'll tell
3: you what President Trump says when we
6: get back from the retreat.
1: Yeah, we our secret meeting with him. Hi yeah. everybody, have a great day.